Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello, and thank you for joining us at XM.com for the weekly outlook. Markets will be eyeing the Reserve Bank of Australia and Bank of Canada meetings this week to gauge whether we're entering a season of central banks kicking into lower gear regarding their rate hikes. I'm Christina Marujos. Joining me today is our senior investment analyst, Mario Sotikiriakos. Mario, starting with Australia, the Reserve Bank of Australia meets on Tuesday. Markets expect the central bank to raise rates only modestly by 25 basis points, especially given that the economy is still pretty hot. How could the Aussie react this week? Hello, Christina. It's certainly going to be an interesting meeting because you have a mixed outlook in Australia right now. So let's let's start with what the markets expect. The markets are assigning a 75% probability for a quarter point rate increase. That's 25 basis points. And the rest, the other 25%, uh, is for no policy changes at all. So the markets are saying there's a decent chance the Reserve Bank of Australia pauses its rate hike cycle next week already. Now, the economic data have been mixed. So on the bright side, the labor market is still doing really well. The unemployment rate fell to a half century low last month. Wage growth has started to fire up. Usually that's a sign that inflation is starting to become embedded in the economy. So those support more rate increases. But investors are also a little bit cautious because inflation in Australia unexpectedly cooled in October. And that, that fueled some hopes that you know, maybe the worst is behind us. At the same time, you've got house prices falling pretty sharply. And of course, you have external risks with the Chinese economy losing steam. And of course, China being Australia's biggest customer. They, they buy a lot of their commodity exports. So, and what happens in China is crucial for Australia. So you've got a relatively benign domestic situation, but rising risks as well. Now, what does the central bank do in the face of all of that? One way of balancing everything would be for the Reserve Bank to raise interest rates like the markets are expecting, but perhaps softly open the door for a pause next year, essentially just buying itself some time to monitor the effects of its previous actions, how does the global economy evolve. Uh, so in the markets, if they deliver the rate increase, the initial reaction in the Australian world might be positive, but uh, I think that might reverse relatively quickly as uh, you know, investors price in the pause uh, heading into next year if they signal that. Now in the bigger picture, I think the look for the Aussie is quite gloomy. We saw a pretty substantial relief rally lately, but if you look into next year, most major economies might uh, struggle with the recessions. Even if Australia dodges one, that still it might still suffer suffer collateral damage uh, from reduced trade flows, reduced commodity demand, and of course we also have the, the China risks uh, to worry about. Now turning to Canada, on the other hand, there is growing speculation that the Bank of Canada might be getting closer to concluding its tightening cycle when it meets on Wednesday. What could that mean for the loonie, though, moving forward? Well, the, the Bank of Canada decision is more straightforward. So the markets have fully priced in a um, uh, quarter point rate increase, 25 basis points. Now, the economy, the Canadian economy itself is doing relatively fine. Economic growth was stronger than expected last quarter. The labor market uh, is still in good shape. 
And of course, inflation is still running more than three times than Bank of Canada's target, all of which argues for more rate increases. Now, what is giving investors pause, though, uh, and the Bank of Canada itself, is the, the notion of policy lag. So when you raise interest rates, it takes some time before the, the full impact shows up in the economy. The Bank of Canada has already done a lot of rate increases in recent months. They are concerned that they might overdo it, right? So, uh, and of course, they've got a housing bubble that has started to deflate. They also have very high private debt levels. So the Bank of Canada is concerned that if they keep raising interest rates too hard, they, they might spark, uh, they might cause uh, an accident in the economy, and of course, they don't want to do that. So from a risk management perspective, it's likely that the Bank of Canada is going to slow down here. They might raise interest rates just by a quarter percentage point. Now, that, though, might come as a disappointment for the Canadian dollar because the markets are assigning a 15% probability for an even bigger uh, rate increase of 50 basis points. Now, Ahead of the Bank of Canada decision, we'll also have a, an OPEC meeting on Sunday. That there's speculation that the cartel might uh, cut its production to support oil prices, and uh, that is that will also be uh, crucial for the Canadian dollar, of course, given its uh, very strong correlation to oil prices. And finally, Marius, let's cross into the United States. The upcoming ISM Services Survey on Monday and producer prices on Friday will be crucial in shaping the market's expectation regarding the Fed's next move. Now, although there is speculation of a Fed pivot, could the data this week solidify those expectations? The data are really going to help shape the narrative around the Fed. So the markets right now are saying the Fed is going to do another 50 basis points this month. It might... Um, do something similar in the first quarter of next year, and that's it. So they expect another 100 basis points, another full percentage point, uh, one full percentage point rate increase, with the terminal rate reaching 4.9% almost, and they expect the Fed to, to stop there. Now that is also in line with the economic data. So if we look at, at uh, American economic data, the official data is still really solid. Consumption, economic growth, the labor market, everything looks relatively decent still, but the forward-looking indicators are warning about trouble ahead. So it, it really confirms the narrative around the Fed. The Fed has to keep going for now. Inflation is still really hot, but they are likely to encounter growth problems by the middle of next year. Now, to bring everything back to the dollar, I think that it's still too early to call for a proper bearish trend reversal because the outlook for other major economies is even worse. But I also get the sense that the rally uh, in the dollar is in its final chapters. So what usually happens is a softer Fed is usually not enough to turn the tide in the dollar. For the dollar to reverse lower, historically speaking, it also needs an improving economic outlook in the rest of the world. And that's currently not the case. Uh, by most indications, other major economies are, are even, are in, uh, are even uh, weaker than, than America. So it's still difficult to, to call for a massive uh, downturn in the dollar. Marios, thanks so much. This was the Weekly Outlook here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.